Hi everyone and welcome to another OCBC Insights podcast. My name is Bernie and today I am with our Head of Wealth Advisory, Kelvin Goh, who's going to tell us about investing and how to be a lazy investor. Let's find out what all that's about. But first, let's start with the money question. Kelvin, why should people invest? Well, Bernie, it's uh, quite simple actually. It's to ensure that your money does not lose value over time. Uh, it also ensures that your money continues to keep up with inflation. So that in real terms, you are able to afford your current standard of living even going forward. You know, going forward, um, we are heading into a big fight with COVID-19. Uh, we hear a lot of investors talking about jumping to the markets now because markets have pulled back. You know, what do you make of all this talk? I think in the current environment, if you're heading into these kind of markets, uh, you really have to go in with your eyes wide open. There is... Um, there are scenarios whereby for those who are sitting with on plenty of idle cash, you have a long-term view towards your investments. Yes, I would have to say that there are bargains to be had in terms of quality stocks that are trading at oversold values. Um, but I think we also need to keep the overall uh, status in perspective as well. It's um, We are living in unpre unprecedented times. There are whole economies that are shutting down to contain the pandemic. And there's very little doubt that the economic shock um, from this pandemic will be very deep. This will ultimately have implications on the outlook for companies' earnings, uh, for companies' performance. And I think it's very important that we keep all these things in perspective. So while I have to say that there is some reason to be reasonably greedy I mean, amidst this kind of volatile uh, scenarios, it's also very important to manage your overall risk, uh, to keep your portfolio diversified, and to have some sense of what you're trying to do with your investments. You know, you mentioned uh, sitting on idle cash and then using that to invest, but there are folks like me, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, we suffer from things like inertia. That means, you know, we, we don't even know how to get started on investing. I want to, but I don't even know how. And loss aversion for sure. Like, I'm really afraid to lose money. So, you know, wh why do you think this is? Uh, well, first, firstly, I have to say it's not something that is peculiar just to yourself. I think it's understandable for all human beings. Well, we have um, extreme distaste towards losses. Uh, this can ultimately lead to paralysis in terms of decision making. Uh, I think for many of us, uh, myself included, uh, we will also talk ourselves into a wait and see. Uh, we, we fear that we make any decisions that we make right now, it may lead to an outcome that's not positive. So procrastination starts to dominate and this ultimately leads to your point uh, about inaction, about uh, nothing being done per yeah, se. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm doing absolutely nothing right now because <laughs> I just don't know how to start. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, maybe you can give us some tips on how investors like myself, how can we combat this inertia? What, what can we do if we want to invest but we just don't know how to get started? Um, well, I think the key thing is uh, to know yourself, uh, cliché as it may sound, and to also have some financial knowledge. Uh, I think this will actually uh, go a long way towards um, uh, nullifying some of these biases. Uh, after all, knowledge is, is power. Uh, I think there are some key action points that we can do as, as investors. And I think the key thing is to make sure that we try to uh, 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 not have to put in specific thought or specific uh, uh, action into into some of these motions. So what I mean by that, um, again, I think the best solution is not to think too much. Out of sight, out of mind, you should try to adopt investment schemes that run on autopilot as far okay. as possible. Uh, monthly investment plan is one such scheme. Uh, this is a plan that relies on the con on con concept known as dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging, I mean, that's a big word. Exactly what does it mean and, and how does it work? Uh, well, dollar cost averaging relies on a principle. So the approach is such that you buy a fixed dollar amount of assets on a regular basis. Uh, this is regardless of the price. Uh, so in this way, you buy more assets uh, over time when prices are low and you will buy fewer assets when prices are high. Um, as you accumulate more assets 
over time and when prices are cheaper, uh, you can potentially lower the average uh, purchase price of your asset. Well, Kevin, you mentioned we do this, um, dollar cost averaging means that we buy like in a very disciplined way, yes. the same amount, we put in the same investment amount over a long period of time. So like every month, we just put that in and we don't, in that sense, like pick a stock at that time, at that price. Yes, that's correct. Okay, okay. Yeah. That definitely sounds like something, um, you know, easier to do for newer investors like myself. Sure. And maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the benefits of this method of investing compared to the other method, which is, I guess, to put in a lump sum or to, you know, pick a stock and then buy at certain times at certain prices. Uh, well, to your point, I think there are three key benefits. Um, I think the first and probably the key point would be it removes the, the emotion from the decision-making process. Uh, basically, by doing a dollar cost averaging, by, by, by adopting a regular investment plan, um, you're imposing a strict rule on yourself mm -hmm. because you're specifying the amounts that you that you want to be invested and you're also specifying the, the, the intervals of, of time in which you want to go into the market per se. And this leads on to the second point. Um, when you drip or when you phase your investments into the market over time, I think it's a far less daunting conversation than taking the plunge all at once. Mm. Um, if you put in a little over time, I I would imagine that uh, if you compare it with your lump sum investment, it's much more palatable. And I think it can also help to potentially mitigate losses, especially during times like this where markets are so volatile. Mm. Uh, last but not least, uh, sticking to a plan, I think it prevents you from making rash decisions. Uh, rash decisions. Uh, people typically find it a bit difficult to buy stocks in the declining market as they believe that uh, stocks, stock prices may continue to go lower. Mm -hmm. So a strict investment plan, it helps to keep investors in the market so that they'll be able to benefit from any potential recovery. Yeah, I think that definitely sounds like something much more palatable <laughs> to investors yeah. like myself. Yeah. Okay, how do we start to practice this method? What, what, what can we do? Uh, well, the beauty about, the, 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 um, about starting on a monthly investment plan is, is a, it's a relatively simple way to, to start doing it. Mm. Um, essentially, to set up a monthly investment plan, you can do it online and you do it one time and set your interval for uh, for the next one, two years and, and, and you're done with it. Um, so as long as we are able to commit a monthly amount to buy uh, the stocks or, 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 uh, or funds over time, I think that's, um, that's uh, that's your usual monthly investment plan. Uh, so here at OCBC, we also have the blue chip investment plan. So this allows investors to buy selected high quality counters at regular intervals. So this could be another way that you could get started. Mm. Um, another way would be via a regular investment plan for, for funds or unit trust. So the, um, the, the difference is that as compared to the blue chip investment plan is that um, for a blue chip investment plan, you're buying a single counter. For funds, you're buying a diversified uh, basket of stocks or bonds and it allows you access to good quality counters at, um, at very reasonable entry-level prices. You know, we talked, you mentioned, Kelvin, about uh, funds and, you know, uh, buying into stocks and uh, you mentioned funds mostly. And new investors like me, we don't really like the idea of paying for what we think will be like higher admin fees. Are there other options for us newer investors? Sure. Um, so, but first thing which I need to uh, say is that fees are there for a reason. So it's very important to evaluate why you're paying fees per se. Uh, but if indeed a cost is a concern, you can consider ETFs or exchange-traded funds. These are, they work on the same principle as per funds per se, but they are a collection of stocks or bonds into a single fund. So typically an ETF tracks a market benchmark 
So it's a good way to seek exposure to a market in a diversified manner. Uh, but again, I need to emphasize that with regards to an ETF, it's meant to track a market benchmark. It's not meant to outperform. Uh, that is usually uh, what we are trying to do with regards to a more actively managed fund per mm. se. So like a mutual yeah. fund, like you mentioned, when mm. it's more actively managed, that means that there are actually like, you know, folks uh, behind actually doing the active stock picking and tracking the market and tracking prices. That would be right. And helping you to make sure that you can actually perform like you're making sure that your fund actually performs better. That is absolutely the case, okay? Um, so, and just to expand upon that uh, uh, a bit more, uh, there's, there's also a middle ground that, that marries some form of active management uh, coupled with low, uh, lower fees as well. Mm. Um, you have heard about robo-advisors. Mm. So, these are essentially digital platforms that utilizes automated solutions and algorithms to help invest and manage monies. Uh, usually the ingredients or the underlying uh, for, uh, for portfolio construction purposes are exchange-traded funds. Mm. So this ensures that investors, they are not taking uh, specific concentrated exposure in any one security. Uh, you, the timing of investments, portfolio re rebalancing are also done on regular intervals and they also run on autopilot. So this could be another way in which you could start on your investment journey for uh, for a, a relatively newer investor. And also that sounds like something a lazy investor would like because <laughs> essentially it means you don't actually need to actively keep looking at your portfolio, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, it will actually update you uh, over, you know, in, in intervals when, That's right. when you That's should right. make a decision. So you don't have to go and check it out all the time. That's Sounds right. Sounds perfect. So essentially what you're saying la, is being lazy can be a virtue when it comes to investing. Uh, well, I wouldn't use the full word uh, lazy, uh, but yes, <laughs> laziness can be a bit of a virtue for investors. Um, I mean, for myself, I, I believe that uh, one reason why um, investments uh, uh, or portfolios don't, don't, uh, don't do what they're supposed to do is that because uh, sometimes there is excessive speculation or there's uh, constant tinkering with regards to a person's uh, portfolio. So I believe in situations like this, that, um, most investors may be better off forgetting that they even made the investment to begin with and to just uh, leave it as is, although subject to uh, reviews from time to time. Um, at the end of the day, this is just one investment philosophy. Uh, there are plenty of differing opinions on how one should, should invest. Um, but I would like to, 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 to emphasize that um, when it comes to investment, the simple truth is that they all require time. Uh, if there is one piece of advice that I can uh, give, uh, especially at, at times like this, is to have their long-term perspective, um, stay, stay diversified, and yes, re review, review your portfolio. And at the end of the day, remember what were the reasons why you uh, went into to investments to begin with. Uh, I think taken together, um, this will actually help investors um, during volatile uh, market situations. So yeah. there you have it, folks. You know, it's not such a bad thing to be a bit lazy in times like this. Put your money in, but put it in for the long term and, you know, maybe you don't have to think about it so much. So I was here with Kelvin Go, Head of Wealth Advisory at OCBC Bank. Thank you for listening today. This has been a podcast from OCBC Bank. Follow us on Spotify for more episodes like the one you've just heard.